I'm here with Dr. Heribert Kentenich. He's the head of the Fertility Center in Berlin, which is one of the largest fertility centers here in Germany. Thanks for having me today. Okay. Um, when should a couple decide to come and see you? So first they should have unprotected sex. And if it's um, more than one year of unprotected sex, then they should go to a doctor, either gynecologist or here to a reproductive unit. And if they visit you, um, what do you do? First, I have to find out the reason for being sterile, we call it sterile. And that is depending on either male factors or female factors. And in female factors, it's mainly hormonal disturbances, that there is an irregular menstrual cycle, or uh, the wife has problem with her fallopian tubes as a result of pelvic infection, or it is a male problem that the sperm motility or the number of the sperm is low, and that might be the reason of a male infertility. So you definitely look at both, not just at the female, but at the male. Yes, you have to look at both because it's half and half uh, between male and female that the reason is half in male and half in female. So in last years you, you, read some, you can read something um, about reduced sperm quality, which should be increased over the last decade. Is this true? That's true, but on the other hand, we know that the probability to get pregnant is nearly the same, whether it's now or it's a decade or two decades ago. So there is a problem, but it has no influence on the question whether the wife is, uh, should get pregnant or not. But one problem could be the age of a couple, actually. Here in industrialized countries, um, couples decide to um, have children at an older age, for, for instance, over the age of 30. Yeah, that has an influence. So the normal fecundity uh, gets down after the age of 30 in, 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 in the wife. Um, but definitely between 30, 35, 38, that's not a huge problem. After 40 years of age, that's a problem because it's a problem of the quality of the eggs. The quality of the eggs is diminishing after dramatically after the age of 38 years and the influence of the age of survival is very important. On the other hand, the male influence is not that important, but um, after the age of 50, you have also a lower quality of the sperm. Looking at treatment options, I mean, I think that it depends on the cause of the infertility, but what kind of options do you offer? Okay, if there's a hormonal disturbance in the women, uh, it's a treatment is very easy. Um, you have to give her some tablets or injections, to produce eggs and uh, then if she has an ovulation she then this this problem uh, is solved on the other hand if there are moderate problem with the sperms you can combine this one with an artificial insemination so drugs for an ovulation and artificial insemination that's a quite easy treatment about 40 years ago, the first test tube baby was born. Her name is Louise Brown. And there are different kinds of artificial insemination. So, so what kinds are they to choose from? So we uh, look either on in vitro fertilization, test tube baby, or we combine it with the ICSI method when you inject one sperm into the egg. So normally you take the in vitro fertilization, that means you have the major eggs, and then you put around the eggs about 200,000 sperm. And you hope that one sperm goes into the egg and fertilize the egg. On the other hand, the ICSI procedure, then you take one sperm, inject this one directly into the eggs, 
and then you hope you have a fertilization as well. So the first one, the in vitro fertilization, is more natural compared with the ICSI method. And, and what about the results? Is the ICSI method better because you uh, inject it directly into the egg? You have a little, uh, little higher number of fertilization, but what is uh, important at the end, the baby take-home rate is just the same. It's more in favor of the more natural procedure on the IVF. So the baby take-home rate is a little bit better in IVF procedure. So it's always a good idea to stay with nature, but yeah. you have to give the women hormones um, as a preparation for the um, insemination. Why is that? So normally you have only an ovulation of one egg during a menstrual cycle. But for uh, a successful in vitro fertilization, you need 12 to 15 eggs. And you can make a calculation because half of the eggs is never able for a pregnancy or for a delivery. So you need more and some of the eggs don't get fertilized. So that's the aim to have 12 to 15 eggs which are major and then you can use them for the in vitro fertilization or for the ICSI method. And isn't it dangerous to give those hormones? Are there any side effects? Yes, you have to look to the side effects on the long-term run and in the short-term run. On the long-term run, we know that there is no higher probability for getting cancer, breast cancer in women, or uh, uterus cancer, or ovarian cancer. But in the short run, you have problems that there is a possibility for a hyperstimulation, that you have not only 12 to 15 eggs, but maybe 30 and then the ovaries are enlarged and sometimes they are that much swollen that the woman has to go into the hospital. Can you give me some update on the uh, success rates of the in vitro fertilization? So the first success rate is that you have, um, after the embryo transfer, you have a pregnancy. The pregnancy rate can be expected of about 30% per attempt. But that is not most important for the women. Most important is the baby take home rate. And the baby take-home rate per attempt is between 20 and 25%. So if you counsel the couple, you have to tell them, okay, we have to take into account two or three attempts. And then the probability for having a baby is higher than the probability for not having a baby. And when you take a look at the babies, I mean, there are some reports that suggest that there are a higher rate of organ failures or heart problems. So is this true? I think this is true because we have to be aware that we do a lot of artificial things. We give a lot of hormones for the maturity of the eggs. And then in the incubator, the, uh, the eggs and the sperms and the embryos are between two and five days. And the uh, possibility for developing are not just the same as in the women. In the fallopian tubes, normally it takes place in the fallopian tube. And that we have to be aware. Maybe there is some harm on the embryo. And on the end, we are never on the safe side when we do artificial things. So we have to counsel the patient and we can do it only if the patient are agreeing on the procedure. Well, we just focused on artificial insemination, but let's take a look at natural fertilization. So we got viewer questions from Donald A. Siegels from the US, and he asked, is there a certain position that increases a woman's chance of getting pregnant? No, you should just have sex. And the position is not important. And it's not also important that you stay in bed, because we know after 10 minutes, the sperms are not in the vagina only, not in the uterus, they are in the fallopian tubes. You can do what you want, just have sex. So there's no headstand necessary? No. Okay. Miss Bajunait Handal wants to know, does abstinence improve sperm quality? It's the opposite. 
because normally human beings have uh, sex all two or three days. So if you wait too long, then you get not better sperm, you get worse sperms. So not waiting for a long time, just have sex. That's really good news. Thanks for this very interesting talk.